Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello there, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano on Judging Freedom. My guest today needs no introduction uh, to all of you. Uh, he's been involved in national politics for 45 years, and he and I have been friends for 45 years. He's the, the inimitable Roger Stone. Roger, what a pleasure. I know you've been so busy lately, but thank you for taking the time uh, to join us. Um, I first learned about uh, John Durham's filings on Friday evening from a text I received from you in the middle of the night when you got your, uh, your hands on it. It was the night of the Super Bowl. I went to bed early. I didn't even know who had won the Super Bowl, much less that this was going to be front-page news on Monday morning. Of course, it was not front-page news. Uh, it was on Fox News and Newsmax and uh, Infowars, but I didn't see it anywhere else. What is the significance of what the special counsel, John Durham, has discovered and revealed about what was happening to Mr. and later President Donald Trump in late 2016 and early 2017. Well, Judge, I learned about this in the middle of the night because much like Donald Trump, um, I don't get much sleep. Uh, and uh, I send it to you because you were one of the very few public figures who actually predicted this, actually identified it at the time. Uh, now, you will remember, just as a student of history, that when some private citizens who were most misguided broke into the Watergate and were associated with President Richard Nixon's reelection campaign uh, to plant bugs that never actually worked, that that would ultimately lead to the downfall and resignation of President Richard Nixon, who had the year before won the greatest landslide in American political history. What we have here is a far more serious uh, uh, scandal uh, because what we have is the government uh, using the full authority of the United States government at the direction of Barack Obama, uh, Vice President Joe Biden, who we know was in the room when this maneuver was approved, at the behest of Hillary Clinton, uh, to surveil the Republican candidate for president, to spy on him. Nixon went down because they were trying to spy on the Democrats and McGovern. Uh, and then, incredibly, later on, spy on President Donald Trump. So not only candidate Trump, but also President Donald Trump. That's an abuse of governmental power. Uh, it is the greatest single abuse of power in American history. Uh, this makes Watergate look like a milk-fed puppy uh, when it comes to the scandal. Although, as you point out, you wouldn't know it uh, by watching the New York Times or the Washington Post or any of the three networks, certainly by watching CNN or MSNBC. 
as a general rule, I don't get my news from CNN for the same reason I don't eat out of the toilet. Uh, it is uh, uh, it, it is extraordinary because we also now know, based on the public comments uh, of former director of national information, Radcliffe, uh, that he informed uh, the uh, FBI director and the CIA director uh, at the time, uh, and that he also informed uh, prosecutor Durham turning over a thousand pages. So. What this really means is, if you look at the three legs in the stool of Russian collusion, which turns out to be exactly as Donald Trump called it, a hoax, uh, they were spying on the president. They were surveilling him to try to find some Russian intelligence connection. There was none. Uh, the so-called uh, Steele dossier uh, which was a fabrication uh, that claimed uh, uh, misbehavior by with by Donald Trump with prostitutes in Moscow, a complete fabrication, was paid for by the same people who did this hacking. Uh, that would be Hillary Clinton, uh, and compiled with the assistance of Russian intelligence. There's your actual Russian collusion in the 2020 election, and then of course the celebrated crowd strikes memo. Uh, which the judge in my particular case refused to give us, remain classified, uh, but which we now know based on the testimony before the House Intelligence Committee uh, of the chief executive of CrowdStrikes, who just happened to be Robert Mueller's deputy when he was at the FBI, uh, that there was never any proof of an online hack of the Democratic National Committee uh, by the Russians or anyone else. Uh, so I, of course, was convicted of lying about to Congress, specifically about something that didn't happen, uh, that I had no knowledge of. Uh, kind of an extraordinary leak last Friday in which they said that Mueller, the special counsel, declined to prosecute me uh, for cyber crimes. But the reason he declined to prosecute me is because he had, to quote his report exactly, quote, no factual evidence tying me to such crimes. Ah, but he probably had some political pressure trying to tie you to crimes that you never committed, crimes that you could not have uh, committed. And he succeeded in indicting you for lying about something that was so uh, absurd and so immaterial, the indictment should have been quashed in its infancy. Fortunately, um, the president of the United States did the right thing by commuting your sentence and then, uh, and then pardoning you. But I, I think you make the great point, Roger. Watergate was the use of private money and private assets, private resources to do a very clumsy break in and a very clumsy uh, bugging job, which never succeeded. And, there, and, and there was never any proof that President Nixon knew about or approved this. It never made any political sense. He was leading in the polls in 49 states. He also knew that in a presidential campaign, there's nothing of value to be had at the National Party headquarters, that the action, at least in those days, was at the presidential candidates' headquarters. Uh, but nonetheless, mostly because of the cover-up, uh, it brought down his presidency. Right. Now the question is, is very clear, and that is, um, will those who are engaged in this, in this act of treason, uh, who, who abuse their governmental power, uh, will they be held accountable? 
Never, never mind those private operators right, uh, who right, were paid right. by the Hillary Clinton campaign in order to perpetrate this, uh, this hack. All right. Let me go back a little bit. I fully agree with what you said about Richard Nixon. Uh, I have been working below the radar screen with Jeff Shepard. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He was the youngest member of the White House legal team who has unearthed documents proving definitively Nixon didn't know about the break-in and Nixon didn't know about the payoff until after each had happened. Yeah. They had those documents weren't around in 1974 because I think he would have prevailed at an impeachment trial, but that's that's just uh, speculation. It was a great, tremendous injustice when he was forced from office. Now, well, well, and in fact, to be absolutely clear, his counsel, John Dean, lied to him for 19 yes. straight months, uh, yes. as, as Shepard proved, as I proved in my book, uh, Richard Nixon, The Rise and Fall of Richard M. Nixon. Yes. Uh, and I have, uh, with attribution, I have cited Jeff Shepard's terrific work in his previous book. By the way, yes. Judge Sirica would have been removed from the bench if we knew uh, the way he had conducted that trial. He, well, Sirica would have been removed from the bench and probably pro uh, probably prosecuted if we knew uh, what he was doing with, uh, with Leon Jaworski. But, you know, we discover this stuff definitively after they're dead. The rest of the material that, back to the present day, that John Durham has discovered, I fear might be too late as well because the statute of limitations for these crimes, and they're very very serious federal crimes is five years. Now it's going to depend upon how deep into 2017 the conspiracy went. One of the documents that I read this morning uh, indicated that the conspirators uh, gave up the ghost in January of 2017. So if you have an agreement to commit a crime and the crime is ongoing. We're not talking about pulling a trigger. We know when the crime was committed, when the trigger was pulled. But you have an ongoing crime. The statute of limitations starts when the crime ends. So the question is, when did they stop the computer hacking and when did they stop spying on by now President Donald Trump? Was it more than five years ago? John uh, Durham is not stupid. He's not going to release this stuff unless he believes he has the evidence to back it up. Otherwise, it's just politics and it's just history. It's not, it's not indictable. Well, you, but you have another, another question here. Put aside the private operators uh, who conducted the hack at the behest of Hillary Clinton. Even if the statute of limitation there has run, if those in government knew about this or were a party to it, I don't believe there is a statute of limitations on, on treason. And this is treasonous activity. Well, I don't think that that um, Durham can charge treason because of its definition in the Constitution, waging war on the United States or providing aid and comfort to their enemies during wartime. I mean, we may hate the Russians. We may love the Russians. But we're not at war with them. So there's no enemy here for them to help. It is treason with a lowercase t, but not treason with an uppercase t. You are right, however. There is no statute of limitations on treason. The, the the other key point here, judges, you may have just touched on an explanation of the snail's pace of uh, Mr. Durham's investigation. Um, this is not rocket science, actually. Uh, he has, has bombshell revelations. Um, I had frankly given up on him. I also believe structurally that he reports to the sitting attorney general, uh, Merrick Garland, who would have to approve any 
prosecution that he would bring. So um, whether or not we have a two-tier justice system, whether it's just Roger Stone and Paul Manafort and Judge uh, and General Michael Flynn uh, who get prosecuted uh, for politically motivated and essentially fabricated crimes, to violate the False Statements Act, your crime has to be material, has right. to be relevant, uh, in essence has to cover some underlying crime. I was subjected to a Soviet-style show trial in which my first, fourth, and sixth amendment rights were trampled on, uh, but uh, no one seems to care. Uh, and you're right, uh, President Trump recognized the political motivation of my indictment, uh, the illegitimate nature of the investigation through which my indictment flowed, and the fact that I was not given a fair trial. Right. When the jury forewoman is attacking me on Facebook and Twitter regarding the very case in which she is later selected as a juror. And the judge doesn't see anything wrong with that. Uh, yeah, it is uh, questionable to say the least. You got to make two statements. One is, I mean, what happened to you shouldn't have happened to anybody, but you were also subject to the most spectacular, spectacular, live, filmed, over-the-top, heavy-handed arrest in the, in, the, in the modern history of the United States of America when they went after Richard Speck after he slaughtered a half dozen nurses in a dormitory in Chicago. They didn't do it with the firepower with which they went after you. You and I have talked about this. I've written about it. We talked about it when, when I was on Fox. You are very gracious the way you address these things. And I also have to tell you, you hit on something that I have suspected for a long time, and I'm going to say it now. Why is Durham going at a snail's pace? He is not stupid. He knows what the statute of limitations is. Why does he come out with this stuff more than five years after it happened? Surely he knew about it six months ago, a year ago, when it was within the time period. Well, let me address the uh, spectacular manner of my arrest. First of all, I was arrested at 6 or 6 in the morning when 29 uh, heavily armed SWAT clad FBI agents who arrived in 17 armored vehicles uh, with a government helicopter overhead and two amphibious units pulled up to the dock behind uh, my house. Um, the government argued that I had to be argue, uh, arrested in this manner because I was a flight risk, yet three hours later they asked for no cash bond for my release, proving they never believed that I was a flight risk. At 6.06, I was arrested. At 6.11, uh, a CNN uh, correspondent sent a text of my indictment to my attorney. That indictment was sealed until 9.30 that morning. How could CNN have a sealed document? CNN claims they got it online. By checking the Wayback Machine, you can see that that's a lie. They accept an award for their exceptional and incisive investigative reporting. No, the initials of the man who wrote the indictment are in the metadata tags on the document sent to my lawyer. That would be Andrew Weissman. Uh, the leak of the timing to deliver a search or a, uh, an arrest warrant is a felony. But we have a two-tiered justice system in which you only get prosecuted if you are a supporter of President Donald Trump. 
you don't get prosecuted uh, for prosecutorial misconduct, uh, or if you're a juror who lies about the circumstances of getting on the jury and lies about her bias. Yeah. So I don't know where all this is going to go, Roger. I mean, it's nice to have the truth come out. In my own case, it's nice to experience a little bit of vindication. I, I suspect there are a couple more legs of this still to come out, which will tie uh, James Comey uh, and John Brennan uh, to the British GCHQ. But but the, the point is not vindication of me. The point is vindication of Donald Trump. Uh, the point is that he predicted, in part on what I said, in part on what others said, that he would be vindicated because he knew that he had been spied on. And that goes back to the fall of 16, may even go back earlier than that, where, where their goal was to wreck him as a candidate. And then he was spied on in the early days of his presidency, probably, probably until he fires Comey, which is now May of 17, which is fewer than five years ago, uh, Trump was right. He suffered uh, mightily because of the crimes of these people, and they might not. They might be free from prosecution, either because of who they are, and the prosecutor dragged his feet, uh, or because evidence was held back that should have been forthcoming. I'll let you. I'll let you summarize, Roger. But let, let's be clear: they are now trying to run the exact same playbook regarding January sixth. And it's the same people. I'm sorry. I wasn't there. I wasn't on the ellipse. I didn't march to the Capitol. I wasn't at the Capitol. I have no advanced knowledge uh, uh, or any contemporaneous knowledge of of the illegal events uh, at the Capitol. Anyone who claims or even implies that that uh, that I knew about or was involved in any way in those is that is categorically false. It's also defamatory. That said, Massive headlines when the House committee subpoenas both Alex Jones and I. Uh, I had to go before the committee to fulfill my legal obligations under the subpoena. I asserted my Fifth Amendment right, not because I did anything wrong, not because I had any particular knowledge of the subject, but because I have firsthand experience with the House Democrats' ability yes. to innocuous, immaterial, or irrelevant things you say and twist them into a crime. Uh, so I fulfilled my obligations, but it, it is the same playbook. Uh, we know, for example, that the Capitol doors were open from the inside. You'll read that at the Gateway Pundit. You will not read it at the New York Times. So um, I, I see the same people trying to pull the same thing and to create uh, the same, uh, you know, relatively false narrative. Now, I denounce, val- I, I denounce violence. I'm opposed to lawlessness. My entire career has been in elective politics. I like to win democratic elections, free, fair, transparent, democratic uh, 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 elections. But when you continue to characterize this as the deadliest attack on the United States, the only two deaths that I'm aware of are of unarmed women at the hands of Capitol Hill police officers who are now deified uh, and are held up as a, a model uh, I don't. I didn't understand that trespassing excuses one from first degree murder, uh, but that appears to be the case. Roger, always a pleasure, my man. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. All the best. God bless you. Great to be with you, Judge. Thank you.